I salute you that are here and you by live stream in the glorious and mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let us open our Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 for one of the greatest testimonies of salvation in the Bible. Not given by those saved themselves, but given by an inspired apostle about the Thessalonians. About 50 AD, the apostle Paul was called out of Asia to cross the Hellespont into Europe. When a man of Macedonia appeared to him in a dream and said, come over into Macedonia and help us. The gospel went west. Paul tried to go north and south, and he was coming from the east. And I taught you all this in the last two years, and the Lord took him west. And we have heard the joyful sound because of that choice by the great God of heaven. And around 50 AD, Paul entered into Macedonia, the northern half of Greece. The southern half is called Achaia. In northern Greece, he first went to the city of Philippi, which was a major city in that province. And there he met Lydia, and he met the Philippian jailer and the jailer's family. From there, he went to Amphipolis and Apollonia, and then to a city named Thessalonica, very close to Philippi, both of them still up in Macedonia. And it says he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures. And some of the Jews believed. But it tells us this. A great multitude of Greeks, devout Greeks, believed the gospel. And that great multitude of devout Greeks made up the Thessalonian church along with some Jews. And they had a great testimony of their changed lives that went throughout the whole world. Because in spite of much persecution for the accusation that was raised against the Apostle Paul and these believers immediately was that they were following another king against Caesar. And we are told all this in the first four verses only of Acts chapter 17. Let me read to you 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 6 through 10, that describe this event. 1 Thessalonians 1, 6 through 10. And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that ye were examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to Godward is spread abroad, so that we need not to speak anything. For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus which delivered us from the wrath to come. Their changed lives were glorious. 
so changed that the record and the testimony of them went throughout that Roman Empire and the Roman world at that time. So that the apostles, wherever they went, they got to hear back to them the change that had taken place in these Thessalonians. They followed the apostles. Notice in verse 6 it tells us, ye became followers of us. Because the apostles were the intermediaries between Christ and them. They didn't get to meet Jesus Christ like some did for three and a half years. They got to meet the apostles. And Paul himself wrote in 1 Corinthians 11, Be ye followers of me, as I am a follower of Christ. Jesus was a minister to the circumcision, meaning the Jews. He was not sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And so for Gentiles to follow Jesus, they had to have it modified for a Gentile perspective, which the apostles did for them. Everyone knew about it. They followed the apostles, but notice it also says, ye became followers of the Lord. It's just that the apostles showed them how to be followers of the Lord. They received the word. They heard the gospel. They believed the gospel with much affliction because they were immediately persecuted. But that immediate persecution did not dissuade them against believing, but they did it with joy of the Holy Ghost. And see, this is the character of true conversion. They're full of joy, though their life circumstances were terrible. Their life circumstances were persecution, but they were full of joy of the Holy Ghost. You know, it sounds like what had taken place just a few weeks earlier when Paul was in the innermost prison in Philippi, and he's down there praising God and singing with his back bleeding from having been scourged, and Silas is with him. They did the same thing with joy of the Holy Ghost. What's taken away your joy of the Holy Ghost? The devil that you've given place to in your life? The world? You're not saved? What's taken away your joy of the Holy Ghost? We want to be like this church. Their transformation was obvious, it was visible, and it was profound to others that they wanted to talk about it, even when the apostle was there. All men knew the gospel effect of what took place in the city of Thessalonica. They changed. Jesus changes men. Jesus changes women, gives us a new character, alters us. Our habits are different. Our reactions are different. Lord, help us. Look at their spiritual perspective. Verse 9 tells us, verse 10 says it even better, to wait for his son from heaven. To wait for his son from heaven. So their perspective changed from waiting to get married, waiting to turn 16 so they can get their driver's license, waiting to have a child, waiting to get a promotion, because those things did not interest them. Those are things of the world. That's what carnal reprobates think about. They were waiting for his son from heaven. And so even though it was 2,000 years ago, it changed their perspective. May the gospel change our perspective. May we get off this level and think of things above where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. 
So they waited for his son from heaven. They had a spiritual perspective. They had a heavenly perspective because they knew he was in heaven and he was going to come from heaven and take them to heaven. This is the evidence of salvation. The evidence of salvation is not some date you did this or that. That is nowhere taught in the Bible whatsoever, not even hinted at, because it's absolutely irrelevant in the sight of God. That is not salvation. It's a changed life. And so this morning it's going to be about a changed life. Do you have a changed life? A changed life is measured by the Bible that shows that you are saved. This is the evidence of salvation. And anything less then what I just showed you is not very good evidence or no evidence at all. Let's seek to be a church like this. But the only way we can be a church like this is that if each of us are individuals like this. So they received the word with all readiness of mind, with, with joy of the Holy Ghost. They set their affection on above. They threw away everything else in their lives. They were waiting for Christ to return from heaven and they did it so dramatically that they were known throughout the Roman world wherever Paul traveled. Let it be said of us, the changed lives in that church, and it's going to be relatives, it's going to be neighbors, it's going to be friends that know about our changed lives. Let our changed lives continue to change. Let us grow in grace that we continue to change more and more so that we might be like this church here in the Church of Greenville. Thank you, Lord, for recording this for our learning. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, we know that thy wrath is coming. The Thessalonians knew that thy wrath was coming. Thou art the thrice holy creator God of this universe. Thou hast made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that in them is. And for thyself and for thy pleasure, they are and were created. Thou art the potter, and we are the rebellious clay. And we know from the testimony of Scripture that thou hast made vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor, which we have made ourselves as well. We thank thee that thou hast made vessels of mercy and set them in great distinction from the vessels of wrath. Heavenly Father, we know that we deserve thy wrath, but we thank thee for the Lord Jesus Christ, whom you raised from the dead, who is coming from heaven for us, to save us from the wrath to come. O oh Lord, let us have a testimony like these Thessalonians. We thank thee for the power of thy Spirit which has already been read to us this morning in our prayer room, that because we have thy spirit, we are taught to love one another. And because thou art love, and when we love, we show that you are in us, and we in thee, and the relationship is perfectly right and fit and gives us great assurance for our hearts that we have been saved. We thank thee for thy eternal counsel before the foundation of the world that's established your grace and purpose for each one of us that are yours, wrote our names in the book of life, and that book will be opened to declare us the brethren of the Lord Jesus Christ when he presents the whole family of God to thee in a day that is coming so soon. 
Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the gospel that You have sent to us, and we thank Thee that You so arrested our hearts and arrested our minds that we cared about what we heard, that we were convicted by what we heard, we were converted by what we heard, and, O oh Lord, we hope we were changed by what we heard. Help us to change more. Help us to help each other to change more. Let us consider one another. It is why we assemble. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, that our faith will not be alone, that our confession will not be bare, that we will not say, Lord, Lord, and not keep thy commandments. We thank thee for the Lord Jesus Christ. We do not deserve him. It is demerited favor your grace is to send him for us. We thank thee for the hope of eternal life because of all he did for us. O oh Lord, show us this day by the different means that you have convicted me to show these people how we might give our lives back to him. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us all our sins of every kind and have mercy upon us. Cleanse us from all iniquity. Wash us and make us clean. And accept everything we do this day through Jesus Christ our Lord. We thank Thee for Him. We thank Thee for America. We thank Thee for this privilege. We thank Thee for our brethren sitting around us. We thank Thee for the Word of God. We thank Thee for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now lift us up by that Spirit that we might sing, pray, preach, hear, and fellowship in a way pleasing to Thee, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus Christ our glorious Lord. Amen. Amen.